Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to the claw on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. I Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? Not much, my friend. Three-day weekend upcoming. President's Day weekend. Three-day oh, weekend. I'm looking forward to the uh, that three-point contest between uh, um, Steph Curry and, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Ionescu? Sabrina? Ionescu. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You looking forward to it? You I, I really <laughs> so, am. So we all I really this, am we, looking forward to that. I'll, I'll, this was not something I expected to see this morning at, you know, 1045 or whenever it was you sent your email. I'm reading through yeah. your email. I'm like, wow. He really is excited about this stuff. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but you're really excited about this. Yeah. Can you explain why you're so excited about this? So uh, women's basketball is kind of on the forefront right now, right? Caitlin Clark, you know, broke the record last night night and everybody was congratulating her. Tom Brady, Damian Lillard, Eli Manning. Like It's a big deal. Like it is a big deal. She set the all-time women's scoring record. It's a big deal. I don't watch women's basketball. I'm not that involved with it, right? You know, I hope the Mercury do really well. Um, But, like, I showed my wife. I I got a video. I looked it up, and I got a video of her last three-point contest, like, in a WNBA All-Star game. Mm -hmm. She only missed two shots. (laughs) She hit, like, every one. I'm nodding like I knew that. It doesn't surprise me. I I sent the video to you guys. My wife was like, oh, my God. She had only missed one shot until the last rack. Well, the second line, and she missed one inch, but she hit like, I'm like, oh my God, she's going to take down, she can take down Steph Curry. Like, that would be great. Like, she can take down Steph Curry. Now, the All-Star game, I don't care about the game itself. It's a joke. It used to be good. It's not good anymore. The dunk contest, nobody wants to be in the dunk contest anymore. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a win-win situation for the players. If you go out there and you lose, you kind of get knocked a little bit, so... Um, a lot of the best guys don't participate. The three-point contest is fun. Yeah. I mean, I think, but the best players don't even participate in that. So the thing I'm looking forward to the most is almost like the, you know, the Billie Jean King and what was the guy uh, that she went up against? Uh, Billy, Billy, Billy Jean Rigby King or, and, uh, or, or Riggs, Riggs? Billy Riggs. Riggs. I think it was Riggs. Riggs. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that part of the three-point contest. Why do I not know that? I think it was Riggs. I should know that. No, oh, it's Bobby Riggs. Bobby, Bobby Riggs. Riggs. Bobby, Bobby Riggs. Riggs. That's what it was. Riggs. Bobby Riggs. Bobby Riggs. Like, Come on, man. Why do yeah, I not she know slaughtered that? Him. She yeah, slaughtered yeah, him. She slaughtered him. She did. Yeah, is Steph going to get slaughtered there, by Sabrina? There was a movie made about that. Emma Stone played Billie Jean King. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> played Billie Jean King. <laughs> I did not watch that movie. Neither did I. Neither did I. I did I, not but, watch but Emma it. Stone played Billie Jean King. And uh, from what I understand, she did a fine job. I just didn't watch it. All right, we'll talk about that All-Star stuff coming up in a little bit. Uh, let's say what our top story of the day is here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. All right, memo to self. When talking with Matt Ishbia, don't say championship or bust. Because those words apparently don't register for him. Well, so it's not championship or bust, but it's championship. That's what we're trying to do, right? And so if we don't win the championship, we're going to try to win championship every year. Like, we're not trying to sit here and, like, you're not going to find me. You're going to get to know me for a a long time. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, in five years, we're going to plan to do this. (laughs) Like, don't get excited about my draft picks in five years. We're going to try to win this year, and then we're going to try to win next year. And I'm smart enough to know that we're not going to win every year. I think all the fans that could recognize that. But I hope they know that we're going to try our best, and it's not going to sit there. And that's just not how I'm built and how we're built. 
built in. So we're going to try to win a championship. It's not bust if we don't, but I promise you, there's not a guy in that locker room, there's not a person uh, on, the, on the staff, any part of the Phoenix Suns or Mercury that doesn't say, we're trying to win the championship right now, and we're going to do everything we can in our power to do it, and hopefully they feel that the owner's doing that from his perspective. That was a guest this morning on the Bickley Murata Show. I'm smart enough to know that we're not going to win every year. I'm sp- and he says, but it's not bust. It's not bust. It's, it's championship. championship. It's our goal did, is a championship. Did you win a championship? Does that yes mean or no? Now, right. You do get to the point, and there's a there's there's five or six organizations for the Boston Celtics right now. What is it? It's championship, championship or, or bust. It was a failure. Right. Right. I mean, for the Milwaukee Bucks, championship or not. For the Denver Nuggets, same thing. For the Clippers, Clippers same thing. Yeah. You know, when you get to be in that elite group, only one team's going to win. But for all those other teams, it will be looked at as a failure. It's also a privilege to be in that group of teams that is considered championship or bust. I'd rather be there than winning 19 games with Igor Kokoshkov. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd much rather be in that situation where you expect to win. Now, we've been there in the past with the Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks this year. Is it championship or bust for the Diamondbacks? They got to the World Series last year. They'd like you to think so. They'd like you to think that they're feeling that way about the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we go into the season with the Diamond, but get them back in the playoffs. They can do it. You know, just get back into play. May not take the Dodgers, but that's okay. You know, so I think that you get to a point where if you don't win a championship, it's disappointing. Can you, can you use the bust word? Is it like bust? Like, oh, it's a terrible wasted season? Probably not. Probably not bust. I mean, I understand where you're saying, okay, it's not a bust. Devin Booker made the all-star team. Kevin Durant made the all-star team. You've you you, you brought a lot of joy to a lot of people in, in, in with great games. The tremendous comeback against Sacramento mm-hmm. and the one against was in Chicago. And like the season as a whole brings a lot of enjoyment to a lot of different people. That's not a bust situation. That's not a bad thing that that you have a, a year where you win a lot of basketball games and you fill up your you sell they've sell out the arena every they keep selling out the arena mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. time I go to a game it's another sun sellout I was at the game the other day uh, against the Pistons it's another sellout like how's that bad I've been to plenty of games me and you have been here been here. When we've had plenty of tickets to give way to the Suns because they couldn't sell tickets. Oh, I remember those days. Hey, anybody want tickets? We got 5,000 of them. 5,000 <laughs> tickets. Number, caller number 10. Caller, caller number, number 10. 11. You caller get 20. 12. Bring your whole family. Bring your cats, your dogs, everybody. Don't call. We don't Everybody gets snow. Yeah, don't but call. But we've been there where we, we would go to a remote. Hey, we've got 50 pairs of tickets to give away. Why? Because nobody was buying tickets. Right, right. Like, that's that's bust. Yeah. that That's a bust. That season is a bust. Nobody wants to go to your game. Nobody wants to watch you on TV. Nobody wants to buy a jersey. That's a bust. This isn't really a bust. But I understand that there will be a disappointment when you don't win it no, all. No, but you know what? I, I I have a lot of thoughts on this, and and you you, you touched on a few of them. I, I, I For me, the Kevin Durant... Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, pardon me, era. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal era. It is it is a failure if at some point in time they don't win a championship. Is it next year? Is it this year? Is it the year after that? I don't. It's I buy that. If it comes to a close and Kevin Durant 
you know, leaves the Phoenix Suns organization and they don't win the title, that's a failure. They have failed. Does it have to happen this year? In my mind, it doesn't have to happen this year. Now, that being said, our friends over at Bright Side of the Sun and their their managing editor, I believe, John Voida, wrote a story today or yesterday about is this a championship or bust season? And he kind of agreed. It doesn't necessarily have to be this year, but it has to be sometime in the next couple of years while you still have KD. He did, though, kind of pose an interesting question in terms of, how far do they have to go for it not to be a failure? Is it the Western Conference Finals? Is it the second round of the playoffs? Is it the, it's certainly not just making the playoffs. It's certainly not winning a first round series. I think we would all agree we expect that. How far do they have to go for us to be, for lack of a better word, satisfied? Is it a championship? Is it like, yes. Well, is it what, what, what Matt's saying here? Like if they don't win a championship, we are going to be disappointed or are we cool if they get to the Western Conference Finals? And they lose. No, so they, 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 they're all in. All their chips are on the table. They're all in, right? I mean, they're, they're, uh, they've given up all their draft picks, okay? They've given up all the opportunities to aggregate salaries and add money to salaries and all the things they've given up, you know, over that second apron, apron. They're all in. So to me, anything less than a championship would be a disappointment. This year. You're talking about this year or you're talking about the era? This year. Okay, this year. Okay. This year. Okay. They're all in. I mean, it's it, they're, they're, they're in it to win it. And if they don't, but I don't want to say bust because I think that that, you know, I, I do think there's a difference between a busted season and a disappointing season. Matt Ishbia was also on the uh, Pat McAfee show. And uh, well, I'll just play a couple of cuts here because we got a couple seconds. Do you feel obligated because you're new to the team? Like you got to earn almost credibility with the fans? Uh, I'm going to be doing the same thing in 40 years. You'll be talking to me about the same stuff. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to do it because I'm new or I'm old. Like, I just want to do the right thing. Like, I'm doing what the fans would want. I, we've all done it. Like, oh, if I was the owner, I would do this. Like, we all played fantasy stuff. Like, like now I am the owner. Now I'm going to do what the fans want, and winning is what they want. Damn. <laughs> Here's one more. I really like this one. Has there been a price of something that's come across your desk? You're like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm getting ripped off. No. No, not not if it's going to help us win. So I say, hey, listen, I talk, we did the trade deadline. They said, oh, it's going to add to the luxury tax. I said, is Royce O'Neal going to make us better? Yes. Okay, then what are we talking about? No fan's going to be like, good job saving money in the tax bill. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, like yeah. HP is really great. No, they don't care. They want to see a championship team out there. Let's do what it takes. Good job saving up the tax bill. Good job, owner. <laughs> I you was, don't have to pay the luxury tax. I was watching that video on Twitter. I laughed out loud when he said that. Good I job saving his money, man. I hope we could trade some of our best players to get under the luxury tax so we don't have to pay it. I really enjoyed that. No, that he's, that's under us. All right. They added $20 million in tax and and salary when they traded for Royce O'Neal. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, it is NBA All-Star Weekend. The Suns are sending Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and while we're thrilled for them and they are thrilled to be there, does that mean we have a bunch of thrills in front of us this weekend or has this entire event lost its appeal? That's coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show. It's Luke. It's a busy weekend for Devin Booker. You got the All-Star Game, his first signature shoe hitting the shelves. Were we lucky enough to get a pair of book ones? Find out Tuesday at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. I didn't even think about that. Are you trying to get a pair of book ones this weekend? For My wife your, showed them to me. Your sneaker savant wife? My wife showed them to me. I had a terrible sneaker day. I ordered these sneakers I usually like, and they just didn't fit very right today. So I went to my workout, like, I was like, I couldn't really do my workout because they didn't fit right, so I was kind of pissed off all day, uh-huh. you know, because my sneakers didn't work. You should have ordered a pair of book So then ones. when I got home, my wife's like, the book one's coming tomorrow. <laughs> she showed me a picture of them. 
But she wanted to play. The basketball sneakers. She's more into the dunks. Okay. All right. The oh, dunks well, right. are you the easy yeah, dunks. She's got that. about 30 pairs of dunks. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we're not there for the All Star weekend, but it's in Indianapolis. And I've already seen the Sun's social media team. They've posted a bunch of pictures of, of apparently Nike is really using this weekend as its launch point for the book ones. Like, there's a bunch of signage, there's a bunch of stuff out there. Like, it's they're making a big, big deal out of the book ones coming this week. And, and look, All-Star Weekend, everyone's going to have a different take on it. Everyone's going to have a different feel for it, right? Um, you and I have watched a lot of All-Star games. Um, I, I, where I'm coming from, I'm always happy when my guys are represented there because I know it makes them happy. Kevin Durant spoke about the pride that he has in being an All-Star and how much he enjoys going for the weekend. He spoke about how it's great to take Devin Booker with him. It's the best. It's the best. I mean... This is an incredible experience. We all thought about being All-Stars as kids and to experience that and to be expected to be an All-Star every year. I mean, that's that's who we wanted to be as kids. So it's a moment for the basketball world to celebrate the All-Stars, but it's also a moment for each each family member, each each friend that you got coming to really uh, celebrate what you've done thus far in your career and this and thus far this season. So it's, it's always a family-type atmosphere when you go to All-Star, and that's the best part about it. And that's great. If you're happy because I root for you, I'm happy for you, yeah. and I'm glad you're there. Do I plan on watching the game on Sunday night? Absolutely not. No, there was a great story that talked about, you know, the, the All-Star game, and I think it was on the ESPN, and just... You know, I said, imagine an NBA All-Star game where one superstar broke another's nose by playing aggressive defense at the rim in the third quarter. Yeah, we don't, we don't, no, nobody growing up now knows that. But they're saying back in the 2012 game, Dwayne Wade fractured Kobe Bryant's nose to prevent a layup with eight minutes left in the quarter. <laughs> they talked about how Kobe Bryant was chiding at LeBron to shoot the ball because James passed it twice in the final 10 seconds uh, in, in an All-Star game. Uh, you know, they just, they bring up a lot of points where it like mattered to Kobe and it mattered to other guys. Guys to go win that game. They talked about Michael Jordan attempting to get into Brian's head when he trash talked him at one of the All Star games. So, like, there was some pride in going to win the game. But lately, not so. I mean, 2016, he was 196 points scored in a game. 2017, the two teams combined for 374 points. So, uh, the West scored 196 in 2016. The West. In 2017, it was 374 combined. There were 83 dunks in 2017. <laughs> 83 dunks. Right. How, how about this? Um, 123 pointers in 2018. 123 three-pointers were attempted in one game. Yeah. One game. It's like, it's 2019, 167 three-pointers okay. were attempted. So, so you're saying? It's not a, it's not, it, there's no real basketball being played. Nobody's defending anybody. Nobody's like, you want to go dunk it, go dunk it. Just get you. I hope you guys shoot the ball quickly so then we can go score. Yeah. And then you go shoot quickly so we can score. It's, a, it's all about somebody's either going to take a three or going to dunk the basketball. Hmm? Yeah. That's what and, it is. And that's, and, and that's, again, it's not entertaining. It, it's, it's, it's fine. It, it's, 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 but it's not, that for me is not why I watch a basketball game. You know, that's not the kind of basketball I want to watch it. And I think we're long past the days with technology and NBA league pass and everything like that. We're long past the days where the all-star game is some kind of gateway for you to be able to watch players. You never get a chance to watch. You can watch these players all the time, anytime, every time, every night, there's a nationally televised game. It's all-star games used to be, and this is how old you and I are. All-star games used to be 
just about the only opportunity you'd have to see a lot of these players. So you would tune in with a great deal of excitement. Now, obviously, it's been like this for a decade plus. You can watch as much of these players as you want. So, so that if that thrill is gone for you, and if you don't like the level of competitiveness they have in the basketball game, then there's very little reason to watch. But again, if it's your cup of tea, if you like all those three-pointers, and if you like all those dunks, and if you like a game where no defense is played, have at it. For me, it's just not my thing. Now, I, I will say this. The Saturday night stuff, I love the Saturday night yeah. stuff. I, and, and, I, and I'll tell you something else. The three-point contest has replaced the dunk contest as the one where all the stars go. Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Laurie Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe no not, shame in losing that. No, not, not necessarily the best of the best of the best. But a lot of big names. But a lot of big names yeah. are in that contest. A lot of big names. And even the dunk contest, I don't mind because I think... We've been spoiled a little bit throughout the years by the dunk contest and thinking that nobody ever comes up with anything new. It is still spectacular what some of those guys Who do. Who was the guy that won it last year? I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know. No, it was, it was some obscure guy. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't even um, know. That wasn't even in the NBA. Mac McClung. Yeah, Mac, Mac McClung. McClung. Who did it again this year? Yeah, who's, 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 yeah. And right. Who, the, from the... Osakola Magic, <laughs> right? Like Mac I, McClung. But but uh, he played one game last year. He's played two games. He's not even in a league this year. Yeah, he's he's for some the Osakola Magic. I don't even know where that's. Yeah. The guy's played a total that. of four games in the NBA in his whole life, and he won the slam dunk. But contest. I still enjoy watching the dunk contest because it is tremendous athleticism that you just don't Got get it. to see every day. Yeah, the game itself, like there was seven fouls called in last year's game. You go back to the 90s, there'd be 60 to 70 fouls called in a game. There were seven fouls called. Nobody's fouling anybody. <laughs> Maybe I just grab a shirt or something like that. Yeah, the slam dunk contest, the three-point contest. And then obviously, I'm I'm kind of geeked up for the Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu uh, con- competition. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And again, tell everybody why. Just because of the, the, the uh, extra attention that's on women's basketball right now. No, and, I just think, you know, a, a great female player against a great male player. It's not one-on-one. It's a skills competition. We've always said about WNBA players, they're very, very skilled. Like, they can't beat a, you know, a, a good WNBA team may lose to a great high school basketball team. That's a boys team. But the skill level is tremendous, and I I, I actually hope she beats Steph Curry. I, I, I'm, I, I, don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a rooting interest. But it because it's new and because it's different and because it's obviously something that has been played to the hilt by both leagues, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. And that's what, they wedge that in between I think the three-point contest and the dunk contest. I think on Saturday. That's what Lauren was telling me before the show. It's like wedge. So you'll three-point contest, the, the, the contest with Curry and Ionescu, and then the, and dunk, then the contest dunk contest after that. Okay, yeah. that's all fun to watch. Yeah. All of that will be fun to watch. Okay. yeah, it's, uh, I agree. Uh, I, I hadn't given the three-point, the contest with Curry much thought. But given how excited you are for it, I, I might, you know, I mean, I'm going to watch the whole thing. That that event I'm going to watch, so I'm going to watch it. But I'm uh, curious to see how it goes. Uh, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, after you text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. A tweet this morning from a top NFL insider, and it was more of an opinion than anything else, but it got a few of us thinking, what exactly is Albert Breer trying to say about wide receivers in the National Football League? And that... Could have some implications to the Cardinals, and we'll tell you why next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
Hey, it's Vince Murata. Join us Tuesday morning as we kick off Newsmakers Week, including visits with Tori Lovello and Jerry Colangelo, starting at 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, that starts on Tuesday. We've all uh, got Monday off here because of the President's Day weekend, so local programming, at least local programming with what you're used to here on Arizona Sports, will resume on Tuesday. And, of course, Newsmakers Week, always a big undertaking by our morning show with all the different guests and all the different newsmakers, and we get to benefit by cherry-picking the very best of it, you know, throughout the course of the week. So we look for, we all look forward to Newsmakers Week around here to bring you what all those guys have to say. Um, as we welcome you back to Burns and Gambo, the every time a new mock draft comes out, and we, we've got one that's out today from, I think it was NFL.com, and we'll talk about it because it's interesting. They're always interesting to theorize what if this and what if that. One of the big things we've been talking about in this show, Gambo, is is what's Ultimately, what's more important, an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, especially if you're picking at number four and if you don't have options to trade down, are you better off taking a better offensive lineman early, thinking you can get just as good a wide receiver late or vice versa, right? Like every every time we look at a mock draft, we think about it like that. Um, There was a tweet this morning from Albert Breer. It was actually yesterday afternoon, but for some reason I started seeing it a bunch this morning because everybody was reacting to it. He tweeted... With talk ramping up on the free agents and draft receivers and teams' needs for a a true number one wide receiver, I think this is at least interesting. Patrick Mahomes won back-to-back Super Bowls in his first two years after the Tyreek Hill trade. So he says, everyone's talking about what free agent wide receiver you're going to go get and what... Receiver, you're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, whatever. And here's Patrick Mahomes, who just won back to back Super Bowls, and he did it without Tyree Kill. Now, as you'd expect, the pushback was immediate like, dude, he's Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes, but, and I'm just trying to find a story that I looked at this week when I brought this up. The Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyree Kill and got five draft picks from the Miami Dolphins. They went out there and used that draft to fortify a defense that this year was one of the better defenses in the league. Steve Spagnuolo gets a lot of credit, but you're not doing that without talent and players. So if you go look at what they were able to accomplish, I think a lot of credit goes to them. They decided not to pay Tyreek Hill and decided that they were better off if they, you know, if they could trade him, go get a bunch of draft picks and then turn those into players. And they really focused on the defensive side of the football to make that defense better. I thought that was tremendous what they did. And you look at it and it was the right thing to do. You could pay Tyreek Hill and then you can't pay a lot of other guys. Or you could trade Tyreek Hill. You could pay a lot of other guys and you're getting all these draft picks to take shots and trying to get help. And they were able to do that. Yeah. There was obviously a lot of reaction to this on social media because Albert Breer felt compelled. God, I can't talk today. Felt compelled to talk today by saying, ha ha, people are taking this the wrong way. Obviously, having weapons for your quarterback is obviously important. But if you look at the four teams that were there at the end, their builds and their investments start on the lines of scrimmage. Not an opinion, just a fact. And, and he's making the case that, you know, look at the four teams that were left at the end. You know, okay, yeah, 
49ers had Ayuk and the 49ers have Debo. Those are two pretty substantial wide receivers. Kansas City had Rasheed Rice, right? They yes. Nicole Hardman. They, they weren't Marquez lo- Valdez Scanlon. They weren't loaded at the wide nope, receiver position. Not at all. Detroit had decent wide receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown, I know, was one of your favorites. Loved Jameson, him. He was great. Jameson Williams was was good, but again, not like elite, high money, high paid guys. Baltimore, ew. Bateman, Zay Flowers, who might have cost them that game against Kansas City, right? Like, and so I'm thinking about all of this, and I know you are too. Like, I know this is one guy, and it's one tweet, and it's one opinion. But as Monty Austin Fort goes into this offseason to roster build this organization after what happened last year, I do wonder whether he will think that the value of wide receivers just aren't as important as getting guys up front or other positions that are more valuable, knowing that you might be able to win with not exactly elite star-driven wide receivers out there. I would take the offensive lineman. You know me. I mean, I'm more leaning towards the offensive line. If you could get the number one offensive lineman, I think I lean there over Marvin Harrison Jr. because I think I can go get a really good wide receiver later on. Um, Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with that, and they want the generational type wide receiver. But here's what happened. The 2022 offseason is when the Chiefs dealt Tyree Kill to Miami for five draft picks, including a first in 22 and a second in 22. That draft class in 22... Bernsey, they went out there and they got Trent McDuffie, they got George Karloftis, they got Brian Cook, they got Leo Chanel, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. All six guys were contributors for the Chiefs this season. How big was McDuffie in the playoffs for Kansas City? That, that play he tipped away yeah. in the end zone from Debo Samuel. How good was, was Karloftis all year long? He the, was great. the Cardinals didn't like him. I they know. didn't like him. Oops. But they, but how good was he? So in so by getting all of these draft picks, they were able to really focus on defense, and they improved their defense tremendously to where it was a big reason why they were able to you know win another Super Bowl. So yeah, I think that you've got to look back on that and say, okay, the Tyreek Miami was like, oh, we got to get a, a star player in Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. But once you start, and I don't think what, what Albert Shear is saying, Breer is saying here is don't get wide receivers. No. I think in some ways he might be saying don't pay the wide receiver. Potentially, right. Like if you've got the ability, if you're going to pay a wide receiver and it's going to cost you three or four other guys, that might not be the way to go. Yeah, and, and if you're going to apply this to the Arizona Cardinals, that might be a lesson in, hey, don't go get T. Higgins. He's going to be too expensive. Don't go get, even if you even have the ability Michael to go Pittman. get this, don't go get Michael Pittman. He's going to be too expensive. Don't go get Mike Evans. He's going to be too expensive. But to your point, you've got the ability to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, he's not going to be that expensive no. for the few, first few years. No. You'll have to make a decision. It's it's almost It's almost like this weird parallel universe like the running back conversation that people were having 10 years ago about that position and do you pay them how high do you draft them are you going to get your money's worth for that second contract it's in some ways it's almost like i've got these big wide eyes about this in some ways it's hard for me to believe that we are now having this conversation potentially about wide receivers just for fun i looked at the top 10 wide receivers this year by yards okay okay tyree kill one and done C.D. Lamb, one and done. Amon Ross St. Brown went to the NFC Championship game. Puka Nakua, one and done. A.J. Brown didn't make the playoffs. D.J. Moore didn't make the playoffs. Ayuk, Super Bowl. Nico Collins, they won a playoff game. They lost the second. 
Mike Evans, they won a playoff game, lost the second. Amari Cooper was one and done. Key, then you go out of the top ten. Keenan Allen didn't make the playoffs. Jamar Chase didn't make the playoffs. And Keenan play. Allen's a great player. And, and they're, and they're great, great players. They're all great players. Right, but they only they only affect the game six to seven times a game. A wide receiver is only going to affect. Now, sometimes it's three or four times. And sometimes, I mean, look at Buffalo and Stephon Diggs. Right? What are they going to do with Stephon Diggs this year? They actually got better when they went away from Stephon Diggs. Right. They became a better football team when they decided, let's not throw with this. Let's not target Stephon Diggs 10 times a game and let's run the football. And then he became much better. They choked in the playoffs, but still, (laughs) I think, I think the impact that an offensive lineman has on every play, I think to me, trumps a wide receiver who can catch the ball six times a game. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't great wide receivers and what Larry Fitzgerald meant to the Cardinals course, or Randy Moss did for this game. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I would rather have a dominant offensive lineman than a wide receiver that's going to tops. If you catch six balls a game, that's 102 catches on the year. Mm-hmm. 102. Like, that's that's how you're going to fit. Now, unless you're a great blocker. You're only going to affect the game in, in that. you only got to have six times a game where you actually make a positive impact. C.D. Lamb was the leading receiver last year in the NFL in terms of receptions. He had 135 catches in 17 games. He had the ball in his hands eight times a game. And that's At high. As a receiver, okay? Right. I don't know about as, as he, like, he was getting a handoff or a jet sweep or anything like that, but as a receiver, he had the ball in his hands. And that's the most. Times, and that's the most. Yeah. That's most, the most guys are going to be six, five, four and a half. Yeah. yeah. No, I, give me the offense. I'd rather have the offensive line. Yeah, and I don't think Breer, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I don't think Breer was trying to say they're not important. I think he's trying to say that there's a perspective to be gained in just how important they are and kind of understand. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he obviously made it work work with subpar wide receivers out there and not everyone's going to be able to do what Patrick Mahomes was going to be able to do. But the broader point being you you don't necessarily have to pay these elite wide receivers this kind of money because you have to ask yourself, do they really change I, the game? One thing, I don't think Rasheed Rice was subpar. And where did they get him in the draft? Sub, subpar only in the sense that I don't think anybody would say he was an elite wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I'm well, just when I say to... subpar, I mean that. Yeah, but he was a guy that re- like he was really good for them. And he was a second round pick, number fifty five overall. Yeah, he just—that's I, I, all I meant by that. Right. Is that he wasn't. He had, and what, I, what I mean by is you could go, go get a guy in the second round. If you could get Rashi Rice talent in the second round, then go do that. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Dodgers were aggressive this off season, and the Diamondbacks general manager understands. It's difficult to compete with that. We'll tell you what he had to say next here on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, asking you on social media about the All-Star Game this weekend. Mitch, you got a couple of poll questions you put out there based off of Gambo's thoughts and conversations about the All-Star Game. What do you got for us today? This three-point shooting contest between Sabrina Ionescu and Steph Curry seems to be... The big event of the weekend outside of the game, and Gambo suggested, let's get the th- let's get the thought process. Who are people thinking is going to win? Who are people rooting for? So the way I phrased it today is, who do you think will win, Stefan versus Sabrina All Star Weekend? I'm going with Sabrina. You think she'll win? I do. I, I do. I think she's going to win. She, 
so from what I understand, Steph is shooting from the NBA line. Yeah. And she has the choice of shooting from the WNBA line or the NBA line. She still hasn't decided which line she's she shooting from. She said on record several times she will shoot from the men's line. Okay. But I don't know if that necessarily designates her entire um, contest would be from the men's line. I think line. Sabrina will win. I think she'll win as well. Even if she's on the men's line. Even if she's on the okay, men's I line. I didn't know I that. Oh, you didn't, oh, you didn't I know thought that. she was going to shoot from the, the, the woman's line. Which she doesn't miss from. No, she doesn't miss. So if she shoots from the men's line, I might give the edge to Curry. I'm really actually looking forward to this now. Oh, me too. It's it's, okay. What's our audience say on this one? 58% had to do some quick rounding there. Think that Steph Curry is still going to win this one. Okay. To the 43% going with Unescu. And then what's the other one? The All-Star Weekend doesn't have the same pizzazz that it's had in years past, right? So I'm asking, just because I'm curious... Any of you watch the events that take place this weekend? I have four options up there. Okay. Yes, I'm going to watch all of it. Everything that happens at All-Star Weekend, I'm watching. I'll watch the skills competitions, but not the game. I'll watch the game, but not the skills competitions. Or I'm not going to watch any of it. I will watch the skills competition, but not the game. Same. Absolutely I'll, I'll same. I'll watch Saturday night, but not Sunday night. Yeah, as per tradition, that that's usually what I ah yes the Burns ah, the, the Burns yes the Burns tradition that's usually <laughs> what we do yes what's our audience say fifty five percent are going to find something else to do this weekend we'll they're not watching at all. at all wow seventeen eighteen percent are with you guys saying they're going to watch the skills competitions on Saturday but they're not going to watch the game on Sunday sixteen percent are saying they're going to watch the whole darn thing the whole weekend. And then 11% going with just the game, none of the skills competitions. I don't know when it happened. At some point in time in our evolution as sports fans, all-star games just became really tough sells. I don't oh, know. yeah. I don't know when. I don't know. I mean, I think I know Baseball why. still stands strong I for still, me. I still do enjoy baseball, and we still make a habit, a tradition out of watching the, the home run derby. But at some point, the allure of the all-star game, it's just, it's, it's faded. It is just the, faded. The basketball one, the football one's a joke. It's a flag football game now, mm-hmm. but you know nobody. Listen, nobody wants to get hurt, <laughs> and I don't. Nobody wants to get hurt. There's too much m- money. Okay, money. I don't want my when guys getting hurt in an all star game. Once money became that big of a factor, yeah. and teams are paying that, you don't want your guys to play. I, I, a lot of guys, a lot of teams don't. You don't want. A lot of fans don't want their guys to play and get hurt in these games. Yeah, and then who is the player? That got he got hurt. Even in the football player got hurt in a flag football game it on the was, beach. Was it Jamal Anderson who blew out his knee. Is that on, who it was? I think on playing flag football on the beach. On or, the beach. Or I think it was, I, I, just, I have to go back and look. It was a while ago uh, when that happened. The money but, the money changed it quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, even as a fan, I don't want my guys getting hurt in an all star game. It's a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. It's, it's, it's not. Now, if you're going to, you know, I want to save you for the oh, competition that matters the look most. Look at the World Baseball Classic last year. The Mets lost their closer yeah. for the whole year. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. All right, those are the poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Uh, X page, pardon me, at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. You can, can still it. call it X. Uh, you can call it whatever you'd like. Because yes. you, um, it's your show. Call it whatever you want. So I saw this story on, this is actually a week old when Mike Kazin, when this story was published by the New York Post. But I saw it today get picked up by a Dodgers fan website. And it was Mike Hazen giving this quote to Joel Sherman of the New York Post. And I thought it was fascinating. Quote, that attention on the Dodgers is deserved. 
Baseball is built on 162 games, and the fact is over 162, they were about 20 games better than us last year. We can't unwrite that. Yes, we got hot in the playoffs and played our best baseball of the season for an incredibly large stretch of October, which is exactly what you want to have happen. But when we sat there with 84 wins to get to the playoffs, the discrepancy and the disparity between the two clubs was fairly stark, and nothing's changed with that. I think we're both better than we were at the start of the season. I'm not sure we close the gap on paper. Close quote. Wow. Wow. I, I don't think that I disagree with him at all. I don't think that I, I, everybody's predicting the Diamondbacks are going to win, you know, 84, 85, 86, 87 games. And that the Dodgers are going to blow them out of the water and win and have a hundred wins. Now, what mattered is that the Diamondbacks punked them in three games last year in the playoffs. I mean, absolutely punked them in the playoffs, all three games. That was fantastic. So what did the Dodgers do? They went out and they spent a gazillion dollars. Well, maybe it was two gazillion, but they went out and they spent an amount of money that an absurd amount of money that most teams in this league cannot even cannot even fathom spending that type of money. And so they've set themselves up to be a great team. Shohei Otani is gonna he's gonna start. He's not gonna pitch this year, but he's gonna be able to start the season as their designated hitter and probably go hit fifty bombs for them. Mm-hmm. They went out there and they got Tyler Glass now. For goodness sakes, they went out and got Paxson. To be like, just in case, we need... So they've got so many starting pitchers. They're even bringing back Kershaw, who's not going to be ready for the start of the season. But, you know, they have insurance policy after insurance policy after insurance policy because they can afford it. That's why, because they can afford it. Yeah, and and they can spend the money that the Arizona Diamondbacks can't. It's funny, everybody this time of year, I heard Wolf and Luke doing this when I was driving in a couple of days ago. Everyone's, okay, what are our biggest questions about the Arizona Diamondbacks? What 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 questions do we have? And about the, we have Eduardo Rodriguez coming up on the show a little bit later. How is he going to fit in with the rotation? I was thinking about them talking about it, and I thought to myself, one of my questions about the Arizona Diamondbacks actually has nothing to do at all with the playoffs. It's exactly what Mike Hazen said in this article. Whether they close the gap or not. they close the gap with the L.A. Dodgers, or are the Dodgers still 16 wins better than them? They're probably 16 wins better than them. Because I would agree that once you get to the postseason, it doesn't matter. I mean, especially in baseball, it really doesn't matter at all. But that also doesn't mean... I want to just say the regular season doesn't matter. You know, I don't want to just say, well, hey, as long as you get in, I don't really care. Ultimately, that's true. But I'd like to think that all of this work and all of this money and all of this effort that was poured into making the Diamondbacks a better team, and they are a better team, I'd like to think that it mattered for something. You know, I'd like to think that it it mattered for something during the regular season. It does. It does. Last year... We stay, that, that thing came right down to the wire. The Reds, the Cubs, Padres, the Padres, the, yeah. the D-backs. Like it was like Mike Hazen got to the trade deadline last year and didn't know if he had a team that was going to make the playoffs or not. He had no idea. He wasn't able to go all in on that. So yes, I don't think you look like if you can if somehow you overtake the Dodgers. Look, the Orioles won the division last year over the Yankees and the Red Sox in the race. The Orioles did. So you can't sit there and say, you know, it, it, it can never happen. Look at Baltimore last season. But I think what you did is that you 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 expanded a playoff team last year. You made that team stronger 
and more likely to be back in the playoffs and maybe have the wild card a little bit more secure. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I guess I meant relative to the L.A. Dodgers, which might be a, a different kind of topic and a different way to frame it. This is Mike Hazen. Uh, I believe this was from today. He spoke with the media. Here's what he said about being the last team in the playoffs. We won 84 games last year. I mean, we got in, we, we were the last team into the playoffs. That, that's not really a sustainable position to put the team in um, in terms of wanting to get to the playoffs every year. You know, we, we got in day or two left in the season. That's not a position I want to be in moving forward. Um, we were the last team in. We, were, we only won 84 games. And, I mean, that's where we then the way we played for the first three months of the season. I think we're better than that as a team, frankly. And I would agree with you. They've improved themselves relative to that. Relative yeah. to themselves a year ago. Uh, maybe they were like, maybe they win the wild card going away and it's a battle for the second wild card. The Dodgers, here's the number. The Dodgers spend $1.1 billion this winter on three guys Yamamoto, Otani, and Glass now. Mm-hmm. $1.1 billion on three guys. Yeah, I just, I'd like to think they closed the gap with the Dodgers a little bit, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, if it feels like they've been in the league forever, It's because they've been in the league forever. The question for Suns fans is how much longer can Kevin Durant continue to be among the elite old guys in the NBA? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show.